From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. Hey, J.R., last week saw more fallout from the November 6th election. Republican Attorney General Brad Schimmel decided not to seek a recount in the race that he narrowly lost to Democratic challenger Josh Call. Then the next day, outgoing Governor Scott Walker gave Schimmel a new job. He appointed Schimmel to the post of Waukesha County Circuit Judge. Democrats decried the move, with one of them saying, this is what people hate about politics, this backscratching. What do you think of the timing of this appointment, and do you think voters will view this as sneaky or some kind of behind-the-scenes arrangement? Well, there are a lot of questions that people have about how this came about. The vacancy in the Waukesha County bench was created, I think, in like September, so there had been a process going on to you know, receive applications, to... Uh, go through those applications and find the finalist uh, names we haven't been given yet by the governor's office. So that this process has been ongoing before Schimmel got the appointment. The question is, where did he come in? Obviously, he um, knew he was behind election night uh, early November. At what point did he start calling the governor or vice versa or who who called the governor on Schimmel's behalf? Those are questions we all kind of have about how this came about. Now, when it comes to credentials, I mean, Schimmel's more than qualified to be for an appointment to the circuit court bench. I mean, he'd been DA uh, in that county before he became attorney general. Uh, he'd been in the prosecutor's office. I mean, so from a credential standpoint, I don't think there are any questions about what he's qualified. It's more of the process and who do you leapfrog over to get the job was way out the door after he lost the AG's race. At the same time, Milwaukee Election Commissioner Neil Albrecht demanded an apology from Governor Walker after Walker accused the city of incompetence when it came to counting 47,000 absentee ballots. The city counted the ballots in the early morning hours, and the result put Tony Evers over the top in the governor's race. Were you surprised by Walker's remarks, and do you think he'll apologize? Um, not really and no. Um, you know, Republicans had had some complaints about what happened in Milwaukee because, you know, typically uh, you have a lot of communities where absentee ballots are taken out to the polling site where they should have, you know, where the person would have cast their ballot, and they're counted throughout the day during lulls. Um, there are several communities around Wisconsin that have these central counting places for absentee ballots, and that they waited so long raised some eyebrows among Republicans. Now, there's been no allegation of fraud that's been proven or even like any shred of evidence suggests there's something untoward happened but that they waited so long um, irritated republicans so that the governor complained about that no it's not really surprising but no he's not going to apologize i mean republicans have complained about stuff like this before and um they're not real big fans of milwaukee sometimes when it comes to how these things happen no no different than democrats were real happy to walk county some years ago about how it handled the, the vote count in the uh, Supreme Court race in 2011 between David Prosser and Joanne Kloppenberg. On another note related to the governor's race, Democratic Congressman Mark Pocan says Assembly Speaker Robin Voss, quote, needs to be better and drop thoughts of moving the date of the 2020 presidential primary and weakening incoming Governor Tony Evers' powers. Voss and Republican leaders want to introduce these bills in a lame duck session before Evers takes office in January. Some municipal clerks have weighed in now on the presidential primary issue, saying moving the date would 
create many headaches. Republican leaders say they want to move the date so that it won't interfere with regularly scheduled spring elections in Wisconsin. This would help conservative state Supreme Court Justice Daniel Kelly, a Walker appointee who's up for a 10-year term in April of 2020. So with pushback now coming from different angles, do you think Republican leaders will at least drop the effort to move the presidential primary? Uh, the big question is whether they get pushed back from their caucuses. Um, they still, I believe, Senate Republicans are going to meet this week to talk about what they want to do in this lame duck session. It'll be a question of whether they're on board with this idea. But it's more, you know, are their local clerks giving them a hard time about this or raising questions about it? So those are things to watch is really where the caucuses come down because we still don't know if they're going to do one big bill do a series of bills or, or what this layman session is going to look like and how they're going to package all these things. Um, they may try to do, you know, large packages of legislation and try and get members who aren't real happy with some pieces, but like others, it's all the pieces they don't like. We'll see how that plays out. But really the bottom line is, will their caucuses go along with the ideas? If they will, then Governor Walker express an openness to the idea. Um, so it would, it would pass if they get the caucuses on board. Moving on to stories of national interest, Wisconsin's three Democrats in the House are not saying yet whether they'll back Nancy Pelosi to be the House Speaker. More than two dozen Democrats in Congress have released a letter saying they won't back Pelosi when the House picks leaders in January and that new leadership is needed. But nobody from Wisconsin has signed the letter. Why do you think Gwen Moore, Mark Pocan, and Ron Kind haven't gone public yet on whether they'll support Pelosi and what factors are they weighing in making their decisions? Well, you know, Kine didn't support her last time for minority leader. I guess one thing people are watching is what can these folks who are holding out get out of Pelosi in terms of concessions? There have been several stories in the last few days about, you know, somebody who had thought about running against Pelosi or who had, you know, opposed her, who suddenly came on board after meeting with the, the leader and having her say what she, you know, agree to things that this person wanted. So maybe they just want to see what she's going to promise them in return for their, their support or what, how she's going to lead that caucus. So it, it could be a matter of that. We'll see. Um, it's still kind of high drama in Washington, D.C. about what they're going to do with Nancy Pelosi. You know, she's going to be a House Speaker, but she's been picking off her opponents one by one, and so the momentum seems to be on her side a little bit. And finally, WisPolitics is reporting that Wisconsin U.S. Senator Ron Johnson, chair of the Homeland Security Committee, is asking the White House for a briefing on Ivanka Trump's use of personal email to conduct official government business. He sent a letter asking for details to determine whether her use of personal email was intentional and substantial. According to CNN, retiring House Oversight Chair Trey Gowdy has also asked for information on her email use. Does it surprise you that this has caused concern, and how big of a deal do you think this will turn out to be? Well, if you think about Hillary Clinton's use of a personal server um, and those kinds of things while she was Secretary of State and the concern that caused Republicans to be consistent, you kind of have to raise some questions about Ivanka Trump and what she was doing with her email. Now, I'm not saying that they're on the same level. Uh, there's been no investigation yet about Ivanka Trump and what she was doing, but that's kind of the the platform of the philosophy of, well, if it's not good for Hillary Clinton to be using private email for government business, why is it okay for this person? What did she use it for? At this point, it looks more like kind of just an exploration process, see what the details are before they know what to go, where to go next. That's WISPolitics.com editor J.R. Ross. 
you can join us each week for our conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.